think the washing machine is now on spin, so you're definitely going to hear that. And now it's gone. And go. Hello and welcome to Jeff Brazier, Only Human, my honest and open podcast. Mental health is a big deal to me, and considering you're here listening, I'm guessing it's probably a big deal to you too. A few years ago, I trained as a life coach and NLP practitioner, and by doing so, I acquired a few useful tips and tools which have definitely helped me and my family, and I hope will also help you too. So without further ado, let's crack on and talk about this week's subjects and challenges, whilst also remembering that, yeah, it's good to strive to improve, but we're only human and that we should just take one step at a time. So over the last few weeks, and for the fact there's only been three episodes, we've covered a lot of ground. We've gone over motivation, routines, habits, distractions, but this week I thought we'd cover one of my favourite subjects, and a popular one amongst you, that's for sure, and that's gratitude and affirmations. Gratitude is a really important practice for me and my family. I say my family simply because we've we've done it all throughout the kids being young. I uh, read a book called The Secret. Uh, by Rhonda Byrne. Um, it's kind of like the book that everybody reads and is almost like the the kind of the foundation of, of people's voyage into self-development. Um, but I practiced it with the kids and I always really love knowing that as a parent, I'm introducing my children to the concept of, even though they might have had a bad day, is that there are always still things that we can be grateful for. And, and as a result, actually, uh, we're able to take our thoughts off of what's bad and, and put them onto what's good. And I think that that is a really useful tool for all of us to, to have. So that's why gratitude and affirmations are absolutely the topic of discussion for us this week. Gratitude as a practice for me makes you focus your attention on what you have, what you'd like more of, And some say you attract what you focus your thoughts on. I've always liked that notion just because it meant the onus was on me and I didn't really need to rely on anybody. And and I've spoke before about how responsibility and accountability are really, really good for me. Um, You know, I'd rather be in a driving seat and know that it's down to me because I trust myself and I feel like I can rely on myself as well. Some say our life is a product of our thoughts. And that's a really interesting one for people because if I was to ask the question, what comes first, the thought or the feeling, I guarantee that will divide you. (laughs) Um, But we should probably spend some time on that later, I think, because it will come out in the questions. People have trouble, I think, believing that something that lives in our head can actually impact on our future. But thoughts being powerful is something that I've definitely always believed in. You know, there are some popular terms that, that I've come across in the past, like thoughts become things. What we think about, we bring about. What the mind can conceive, the body can achieve. Ask, believe, receive. So these are all quotes, and the majority of them will come out of that book that I referred to 20 years ago. And I just love the, the power of that, that, that my thoughts, these things that I thought just lived in my head and that were for my own private attention could actually be of more value. Uh, And in fact, uh, I've come to learn, and I think believe really wholeheartedly that our thoughts pretty much dictate what experience of life that we have. Um, Some of you will embrace that and will be really open and excited to exploring your thoughts throughout the rest of this podcast. I'm guessing also there will be some of us that are a bit like, really? Um, You know, and there'll be reasons for that. 
So again, I don't come here to impose my views on on anyone listening to this. I want us all as a community to grow together. So as I say, there will be some difficult questions, I think, within this subject. Are you open and receptive? Or actually, does it feel like, well, this is a bit uncomfortable to think about what's good in my life because I just don't think there is anything. But again, I think that the wonderful questions that have been asked and the, the messages that have been sent in whilst we've been discussing this on social media this week will help us to get into a few of these areas so yeah it's a really important episode today so as you can tell gratitude is something that i really really like and i really wanted to share it with you guys as well um fortunately it's something that a lot of you have been doing a lot of yourself so some great advice coming up Uh, But you've also sent in lots of questions uh, with regards to the subject. So, producer Emma, what is the first question? This first question comes from Lucy. I like the idea of practising gratitude, but I wouldn't know where to start. Lucy, I love that you love the idea and um, it's really easy to start. So um, at bedtime this evening... Um, when you jump in bed, have a little bit of a notebook with you. Um, you can obviously just do it off the top of your head. Uh, I never tell anyone to do it on your phone because it means your phone is sat next to you whilst you go out of bed. And that's obviously a bad, a bad habit as we've, uh, as we've been talking about. But yeah, in that notebook, you're just going to write three things that you are grateful for today. I mean, you can do 10 if you've got 10. Um, five is the number that I always try and hit. Three, I think, is a really good starting point. But you know what? Even if you've just got one, I think that it's a, it's a start. Whilst you're writing those things, I want you to connect with the feeling, even though it's obviously something that you've experienced earlier on. But just revisit those good feelings of, oh, that was really nice. You know, that was nice that they did that for me. And do you know what? They didn't have to do that. And it makes me feel, you know, ooh, actually ask yourself, how does it make you feel that you have that list in front of you of things that went well in your day. Um, and, and actually, you know, instead of skimming over it and I guess just sort of chucking it and, and also without being too general, cause I think that oxygen and um, our kids and, and things like that, it's all wonderful. And obviously it's all valid, isn't it? But I think that it's good for us to be specific because it carries a little bit more weight and has a little bit more power. So uh, once you've done your list anyway, again, just, just, Think how it makes you feel and um, how how good your day must have been as a result of of having these these influences. And again, we're just putting our problems to one side and we are delving into, you know, what's good for a lot of people. We don't give ourselves the clear time and space to actually exclusively only allow good thoughts, good vibrations and nice feelings into our mind. So that's your opportunity to do that. A bit of theory and extension to that is, okay, Jeff, what's that good for? Well, the theory goes that if you're in that state of mind and you're experiencing those feelings and you make time and space to be grateful each night, then what you're going to get is you're going to create more reasons for the universe to make you feel that way. And that might sound to some like, what's he talking about universes for? But certainly the way that I believe gratitude and affirmations work is that it's like creating a tuning fork it's like putting out a a a signal of intent if you like um that when we think about these things we do it habitually and regularly that we're going to get more reasons to be able to sit there and write that list at night time this next question is from charlotte i want to be grateful but i'm too down to think about it even though loa does work 
For those that don't know what LOA is, it's it's not um, anything to do with laughing out loud or anything like that. Um, it's it's law of attraction, and uh, the law of attraction is really what I described in my previous answer, um, which is that we can attract things um, by using our thoughts. Um, so if that sits nicely with you, or or even if it doesn't, if you're willing to give it a try and have a good couple of weeks of you know even if it's just one week of sustained uh, effort then you might be really nicely surprised with the results. Because again, for me, gratitude is a way of turning the the ship around, if you like. You know, if we're heading towards negativity, and that's generally our day-to-day feeling, um, then this is how we can actually proactively go about turning things around for ourselves instead of waiting for luck, instead of waiting for the government to make an announcement, you know, instead of anything that might not be in our hands. So, Charlotte, thank you for your message. And uh, I'm really, really grateful that uh, there's a thing to be grateful for, that you have shared your honest feeling. It's really brave of you to admit that you feel too down to be grateful. And I think sometimes we find ourselves in a rut and we might know what the tools are. Um, I know how to make my life better. I know how to rescue my day if it's going off track. I know how to rescue my mindset and I know how to realign my thoughts. But ultimately, sometimes I might not want to. Sometimes I might want to spend a bit of time wallowing. You know, I don't think I'd spend too long. But I remember feeling like in the first lockdown, I definitely gave myself a bit of time and space to just be. And Charlotte, maybe that's what you're doing. And there's something useful in that. No one can tell you, right, no, but Charlotte, you have a, you have a chance to turn this around and feel good. Do it now. Because simply you might not feel ready. And um, I don't know what's going on for you at the moment other than the obvious. You know, this is a difficult time for all. No doubt lots of things that you've been used to doing are not available to you anymore. I spoke to a friend the other day and, and it wasn't sort of anything drastic, but it's just like the two things that matter most to me, watching his son play football on a Sunday and being able to play golf. Uh, whilst that might sound trivial to a lot of people, that's at the stage of life that he's at, that's what he loves and that is not available to him. So now he's just going through the motions as he's, as he stated. So, you know, that's, um, that's something I guarantee a lot of us are experiencing. So, but we do have a choice though. We can either wait until normal service resumes, which is to put the onus in other people's hands, or we can adapt, I guess, and find two different things that we really love doing that we can do despite the circumstances. And that for me is adaptability. That would be my response to Charlotte, but you might see things completely differently. We've all got different filters. Uh, We all wear different glasses in terms of the way that we view things. So um, if you've got anything that you'd like to share with Charlotte or anybody else that we've answered questions for, uh, if you have any questions for me, um, then the email is jeff, J-E-F-F, at onlyhumanpod.com. This message is from Arlene. Every night before I sleep, I give thanks and set my mind for the new day. And I recognise my blessings when I'm alone, walking the dog or driving. I think that's a really good example of, of habit stacking, if you remember that from last week. But it's a way of one activity being a trigger for another habit that we're trying to incorporate. So absolutely, when we're driving in the car, um, you know, you, you could just put, the radio on, obviously, uh, as my employer's absolute radio would probably uh, like me to mention that, that they're definitely available for you. But what I would also do is I would listen to podcasts and I would 
maybe you know sometimes absolutely listen to music because we've already discussed that music is a wonderful way of changing state and putting us in a certain frame of mind um but actually it's also a great trigger to obviously start thinking about what they've been grateful for a great use of time um so it doesn't really matter what time you do it whether it's at bedtime whether it's in the car whether it's first thing you do when you wake up as long as you do get that time in where you know every day you're putting your whole effort and attention into what's good and you know it sounds so small and so easy but we don't do it and again you have to ask yourself this question of your thoughts on a daily basis how many of them are positive versus how many of them are negative and we'll all come up with a percentage there i'd love you to share what your percentage split is with me uh, and also um the message just there reminded me of something that i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you because it makes me sound a little bit crazy but I've been known to shout at the top of my voice, thank you, when I'm just driving in the car because I know it gets me in that state of abundance, in that state of having instead of not. And uh, and it's a powerful mindset and it will attract more reasons for me to say the word thank you. And if, if you're going to say any word over and over again in your life, thank you is a good one because it means that's, that you're receiving and it means that that you're getting. So there you go. There's my little theory. And uh, I want everybody else now to start shouting thank you whilst they're driving. So the main theme of last week's episode, if you remember, was distractions, uh, in particular mobile phones and social media. After discovering that my average daily screen time was a whopping six hours, I decided to set myself a little challenge of going about my social media for 12 whole hours on Sunday. And this is our goal. So it's Sunday. I'm sitting in my study uh, on the comfy chair with Mabel laid across me. And um, she's absolutely Jedi'd me. Uh, my eyes are closing. Uh, but uh, it's really interesting. Um, I'm probably three hours in now to my 12 hour social media blackout. Um, and yeah, what happens is, uh, and it's obviously so ingrained in me that it's, it's completely subconscious, completely reflex. But as soon as I've closed WhatsApp, my thumb just gravitates towards Twitter. And I know that as soon as I'd finished scrolling on Twitter, I would then go to Instagram. So there's like a, um, I think everybody has their own, um, their own pattern of how they scroll and kind of go through all of the um, inboxes, if you like, to see whether anyone cares, anyone's written to us, um, you know, because there is a little bit of validation in, in all of it, isn't there? It's like if you're sitting there a little bit bored, then it's like, oh, I hope someone's messaged me. And then that's it's a it's something to do, something to be distracted on, but also something that gives us a little bit more than that, um, a sense of belonging or a sense of someone caring for us. The first two times it happened, I quickly close the app and uh and have successfully done it so far i guess a question that, that i didn't actually iron out with emma was is whatsapp social media uh, my argument is that it isn't it's like a, a text message and i don't feel like i'm gonna have any issue with the band whatsoever i wonder whether sunday was was an easier day to do it because if it was in the week and i'm more likely to be distracted because i'm working then i think that might be harder but it will be interesting just to monitor um how much i use whatsapp in the absence of the others within that 12 hour time frame so 
I'll update you on that one. Uh, but as I say, Mabel is fast asleep on my lap. She's making me want to fall fast asleep. My wife wants to to go out and give her a W A L K, um, which <laughs> it's snowing, so she's she's not she's a bulldog. She doesn't want to do anything physical. She doesn't want to leave the house. To be fair, and I think her ears are pricking now. Somehow she knows that I'm talking about. So it's quarter to ten, the other end of the day. I've managed to successfully stay out of Twitter and Instagram um, and Facebook, which I never really use. Um, And I've just checked my screen time um, because I was interested to see how long I spent on WhatsApp. And I've actually spent just over two hours on there. So again, I'm, I'm really shocked about that. Two hours is a big chunk of the day, isn't it, to be sat sort of staring at something. Um, I only really feel like I've been on WhatsApp, like, if I've got a purpose to be there, I don't think it's the sort of thing you just scroll for. I don't go for old messages over and over. Is it now normal that we would spend that long on, on WhatsApp? I guess I'd have to compare it to, to every other day. Um, but, yeah, I'm really surprised by that, um, even though I found it quite easy to stay off social media again, but for the fact that there is a reflex every time that I click out of WhatsApp um, that literally takes my thumb from WhatsApp straight over to Twitter. And as soon as I've done with Twitter, I'll go straight over to Instagram. Um, I probably did that five times today. Don't really know why. I don't really know what I'm looking for. You know, I think we need to get the the psychologists in for that one. But um, all I do know is that I don't want to do it because the minute I'm over there, I'm scrolling um, aimlessly, really. So listen, I've turned my notifications off. Um, I wonder whether that is the best thing to do. It means that I'm not getting distracted by rings and dings uh, or pings either. Either way, um, this is something that you want to improve on, then um, then you might, as I say, find it interesting to do what I've done today and let me know what your screen time is. Let me know um, whether you too, like I'm trying to cut down, um, have found that there is like a really strange reflex that you're a little bit alarmed by yourself. Anyway, good night, everyone. This message is from Rebecca. I'm part of a WhatsApp gratitude group. We text three gratitudes every day on the group. If you're having a difficult day, you can text just one. If it's a really good day, you can text five. Uh, Rebecca, this is so inspiring. Um, gratitude for me has been either a personal practice or it has been something that I've done with my family. I remember in the early days, actually, I used to make videos when I was, you know, maybe on a on a shoot with people where I'd basically just be like, right, everyone, come here. I'm going to film you all saying one thing that you're grateful for and just basically go around in a circle. They were great videos and I need to start doing that again. But obviously now's not the time because, it, you know, the, the kids will get bored of me um, asking them what they're grateful for, even though we did it the other night, that said. Um, But Rebecca, to be in a WhatsApp group that is purely and simply in existence to share gratitude is amazing because it makes you accountable. You've got another layer of why. So it's not just about the fact that it makes you show up with your gratitude. It also means you get to read everybody else's as well. I love that. I know from years of doing it, I've done hundreds of gratitude videos um, where I've posted it. And I know from how many people are like, thank you so much for sharing it. It's so lovely to to hear people talk positively. Uh, Like it's a rare thing. And at the moment, like it is a rare thing, isn't it? There's so much negativity on the news and 
in the papers. So we absolutely have to take responsibility for creating a balance. So gratitude is as important now as it ever has been. To be in a group where you get to read other people's gratitude and it's not kind of convoluted with any negative stuff and purely and simply where we can read good news. And, you know, I've always wondered, why is it not a good news newspaper where you just read things that are good? Because I would buy it. I would absolutely 100% buy that. But anyway, listen, you are a pioneer. Whoever set that group up is well ahead of the curve. You can borrow other people's good feelings. So if someone is really pleased about something that happened in their day, you know, I can piggyback on that. I can be like, I'm so pleased for you because I can see how much joy it brings you. It brings me joy as well. So it, do you know what, Rebecca, honestly, me just sharing mine is like, you know, it's, it's just the first step. But actually to put ourselves in a position where we can be given other people's as well just multiplies the benefits and, and the potential for us to manifest more reasons to say thank you. So thank you very much for that message. Andrea sent this message in. I practice gratitude as part of a variation of the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod every day. For me, gratitude is non-negotiable. It's been a game changer since September of last year. It gets me in the right head and heart space before starting my day. It does. It really does, doesn't it? You know, if if you're feeling negative about something, then it means you're thinking negatively. If you're thinking negatively, you're getting stressed. And if you're getting stressed, you're going to be short with people. And if you're being short with people, you're not going to communicate well and you're going to then pass on those negative feelings to other people as well. It's literally a chain of events. And if we were to just think about what it's like to be in that better um, mindset of gratitude, you're not upsetting anyone. You're being kind. You're being kind to yourself. Um, you're going to pass on good feeling. Um, you're you're probably going to have a better day because there's no stress. And we know things go much better when we glide through the day without any stress. You know, I don't really need to elaborate on that any further as to why it's so obvious that if we can help ourselves and train ourselves or choose to be in a positive and grateful mindset that our day will go much better and therefore our life experience will improve as a result. But thank you so much for that message. What I really loved about it is the definite language. As an NLP practitioner, I am listening to people's language, Um, not the swear words. That's not what I mean. I mean the whole thing. I mean the words we use to communicate certain feelings and why, why they're relevant and specific to those people. It's a non-negotiable And that is so, so strong and particular and definite. And I enjoy it. I've always said um, when I'm doing my time boxing for the day ahead is I put the non-negotiables in. But I'll be honest, the non-negotiables I've described as being the things that I have to do as opposed to the things that I'm absolutely going to do because I know that they're powerful for me and and the chances of my day being great. So non-negotiables now for me gets relabeled. The non-negotiables are the things like meditation, reading, um, interacting with people about mental health, running, um, uh, doing my cold showers and doing the breathing techniques as well uh, as, as a whole host of other bits and bobs that I try and incorporate into my day. These are non-negotiables. What are your non-negotiables? 
And that is the question I must ask off the back of this wonderful, wonderful message that's been sent. We need to have some non-negotiables. These are the foundations that we build our life experience on. You know, you know this podcast is called Only Human. And just to remind everybody, like we're not trying to be elite human beings. We'd love to aspire to that one day. And if we get everything in order on a daily basis in terms of our habits and our mindset, um, the way that we approach each day, even the organization of it, then we will have a much better chance of being able to turn around to each other on social media in 10 years time saying, do you know what? Ever since we started incorporating these changes that we're all doing together as a community, my life improved significantly. But you don't recognize the significant improvements until a little bit later down the line. But listen, I love that. Non-negotiable. What's yours? I always encourage people to get in touch with me. And there are so many reasons that you can get in touch. I mean, share some advice, give an opinion, and tell me what you think the subject should be for the next couple of weeks. I'd love your input. You know my socials on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but there's also this wonderful email, which is jeff at onlyhumanpod.com. So this episode is not just about gratitude, it's about affirmations as well. I think it's the lesser known of the two. And actually, I think it's also the one that is slightly less easy for people to get into. Um, And there's a reason for that, a very simple reason. Gratitude, if you think about it, is us just saying thank you for what we've received. Um, Whereas affirmations are us actually ordering something that we don't yet have. There's something about that for us Brits that probably feels a little bit (laughs) un-British. Do you know what I mean, though? affirmations might not sit as as comfortably with people because there might be an element of who are we to um to dare to want for for these things um you know i don't know it's just just we're we're taught a lot of us anyway we're we're kind of taught to be humble and to not know your place because that's ridiculous but a lot of us do have a, a sense of 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 limits you know and we don't like to necessarily aim sort of beyond that because that would what be arrogant complacent i'm not sure it will mean different things to different people but uh, again if you are open-minded enough to to think about affirmations and how you might incorporate it into your day and actually what your affirmations might be because they're very very um, unique and personal to each individual depending on ultimately what you want to try and attract into your life so we've got messages that are going to help ease us into the subject emma here's a message from ashley Every morning, every step downstairs, I say I am, and then a positive word. It works well going up at night too. I I know there's people that will be like, oh, it'd take you a long time to get down the stairs, wouldn't it? Like you'll miss breakfast. Um, But I love that. Again, that, that for me is up there with the gratitude WhatsApp group. Amazing, amazing tips. So yeah, I, I absolutely have to do this now. So every step of which there are what, typically 14 or 15, um, you are going to be able to just um, think of one thing that you want to incorporate into your day. Now, unfortunately, Ashley doesn't give any examples of what it is that she is trying to attract into her life. But I've written affirmations before in the past, and I'll share a few of them with you. Um, but I might say that I believe in who I am and where I'm going. Um uh, I, I might have I have a measurable internal strength um, and I'm grateful for all the lessons that I've learned. Um, I am kind to myself. I don't fail. I learn. 
I make time for me. I have to be okay first, then I can support others. So, you know, these are, you know, you, you, you might listen to me reading mine, or some of mine anyway, and sort of feel like these are just reminders, really. These are reminders of things that are quite obvious, but they're not really, are they? We forget these things all the time. We forget to put ourselves first. We forget to um, make sure that we're getting what we need in order to be at our best for, for everybody else and what they need from us as well. And we forget to believe in ourselves and we forget to be kind to ourselves as well. So actually, these constant reminders are effectively how we would learn anything or condition ourselves to anything. In childhood, we are subject to people giving their opinion about us on a repetitive basis. And if we're lucky and we've got kind parents, I guess we, um, you know, we learn good things about ourselves and we've got a, a positive head between our... Uh, uh, on our shoulders, whereas you know maybe if if you don 't get that positive uh, affirmation um, when you 're younger, then obviously your your view of yourself is going to be reduced and diminished as a as a result because actually you you 've got statements in your mind such as i 'll never amount to nothing or i shouldn 't want for for anything more than my parents had because that would be unrealistic um you know these things also i think um become a bit of a mantra and my mantra from young I'm very aware and again I'll ask you what you feel like your mantra has been throughout the, the whole of your life again you won't see it as a mantra you'll just see it as that thing that you believe about yourself that you have repeated over and over again well that is an incredibly powerful statement the problem is is that the power um, it doesn't really matter whether it's negative or positive because the the universe just says yep if that's what you believe, then that's what we will give you more of. Uh, again, that is my opinion, and that's how I believe things work. So you might think that that's rubbish, but what if there is an element of truth to it? Because you hold that power, don't you? You say that statement, you think it on a daily basis. So is it a productive one or not? My mantra has always been that that I deserve a good life. I, I think I recognised early on that I'd probably had a few obstacles, uh, more so than a lot of my friends at school had, that's for sure. Um, and you think, you know, this can't be everyone's life because this doesn't happen to everybody else. So I deserve a good life. And, and I've said that my whole life. And as a result, I've got a nice life. There are loads of junctures in my life where actually if I had a, a poor mindset, if it was a negative one, and if I accepted things that I didn't want as, well, this is just what life has got in store for me, then I, you know, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where or what I'd be doing, but I wanted better and I wanted to better myself and I wanted to keep striving to improve. But I know a big part of me doing that was to improve my mindset and to make sure that it lived in more of a positive state than a negative one. So just to loop it back, love affirmations. I love Ashley's suggestion. There is a time and a place that we're all effectively you're going to be walking up or downstairs obviously unless you live in a bungalow and you might have to think of another way to do it but actually it's a really amazing thing for you to send through um, it's a great tip and i hope lots of people use it gratitude is obviously an incredibly positive thing and this has been a really incredibly positive uh, episode i think the best way to end it would then be to to put me on the spot I'm going to put myself on the spot and I'm going to tell you what I've been grateful for today so far. Bearing in mind that it is 5 p.m. nearly um, on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, if I was to say off the top of my head that I forced myself to go for a run, that I managed to uh, achieve one of my goals, so I need to set a new one as far as the running is concerned. 
um, that I then had a really lovely walk and talk with my wife, set up the day really, and um, obviously walked the dog. I'm a stepdad to this dog. I, I feel like I'm really grateful for, for the stepdad that I'm becoming. I, I'm sort of all over the dog, to be fair, and I actually used the dog this afternoon, which I'm grateful to Mabel for uh, changing my state, where I felt a bit like I'd hit a brick wall and actually sort of come back stronger after spending 20 minutes just looking after her needs, i.e. giving her a little scratch. I'm grateful that I managed to get the boys' TVs up in their room. I've always been against TVs in rooms, but it just feels like now's a time for them to really be a little bit more comfortable within within their personal space. So actually, I could probably carry on, but I won't because it might get boring for people. I, I want us all to have the ability to be able to train ourselves to be able to be put on the spot at any moment during any day and be able to just free flow like and rattle off things that we're grateful for. Because when you can do that, that's when you know that that source of positivity and balance is always available to you. It's always around us. Even if we're having a bad day, honestly, there are still things that we can find to be grateful for. But I'll let you find that for yourself. And I really do hope that you um, take up the challenge and that you embark on that journey. Because as I say, I've said it at the beginning, but gratitude and affirmations are absolutely the first step on the ladder towards helping ourselves and making ourselves feel better and just showing ourselves that, wow, I can actually influence my own mind, my own thoughts more than I actually realized I could. I mean, why this isn't taught in schools, I'll never ever know, but at least we can teach our own kids and at least we can obviously teach ourselves as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Only Human. If you like what you've heard, there will be new episodes every Tuesday from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Absolute Radio app, or wherever you get yours. And remember to rate and review the show. Uh, you can also get in touch with your questions, concerns, or dilemmas by emailing me direct to jeff at onlyhumanpod.com, and I'd absolutely love to hear from you.